Nick fucking Gage. I represent the murder that killed gang. You're watching shooting the shit. And if you're not watching shooting the shit, I'm probably in your house robbing you. So watch that shit or I'll rob your motherfucking house. MDK all fucking day. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Shut up. You're listening to Shoot the Shit Podcast. Enjoy it. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network. Found exclusively at WrestlingWithJonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday night. We just got done watching this amazing press conference in Vegas, the home of the Super Bowl, for WrestleMania XL40, which Joey K's hometown. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But I I just, guys, I, I can't fake it tonight, guys. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm emotional. I'm upset. I hate that I feel like a fucking Mark and... Just give me a minute. We're not don't don't roll the intro yet. Fucking hold on. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jay Minatra. I am the hot one of shooting shit. You guys know this. If you've watched our shows, you know that I have been the flag bearer for total nonstop action wrestling. TNA. And what broke a few days ago broke my fucking heart. And it makes me mad because it makes me feel like I can't stop myself from becoming the very thing that we hate on this damn show. I became a fucking mark, okay? I became those IWC dweebs that sit in their mother's basements, that go keyboard warrior all over the town because, oh, this happened and I don't like it. Well, you know what? You fucking fired Scott Demortina, and I don't fucking like it, all right? I don't like it because how is somebody who brought your company back from shit, okay, gets walked out the door? And if you believe the dirt sheets, it's because he decided he wanted to try to buy TNA. He got a bank that was willing to back him up in buying TNA because he knew the blood, sweat, and tears that he put into the company. And he knew Anthem will do exactly what they're doing now is which absolutely bullshit. But since Scott Demore had a little bit of vision to try to pull TNA into something mainstream again, Anthem saw that for themselves and said, well, we could do that and we could make the money. Fuck Demore. Fuck the TNA fans that fucking sat here through Dixie Carter, through fucking Hulk Hogan, through Bully Ray's Aces and Eights. Fuck the TNA faithful who started watching this fucking show on a black fucking cable box that was illegal so I could watch my fucking favorite wrestlers like Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Fuck all of you because it doesn't matter what you want because we're a fucking company. And that's what fucking killed Ring of Honor. Now they're doing it to TNA. And yes, I'm fucking pissed off because, like I said, I hate feeling like a goddamn mark. But when your champions in this company, Moose saying he resigned because of Scott Demore, Jordan Grace saying that the heart and soul of the company is gone, Scott Demore, when they are not giving you the vote of confidence and your workers are not giving you the vote of confidence, because they know what it's like to be ran in a machine. We've seen how that worked in other places. Hey, Vince, how are you doing? How's the NDAs? We know it doesn't work well. Anthem, sincerely, as a mark for TNA, who's held this banner 
not only saying the best knockouts division in all of wrestling, not only saying it's the best wrestling show that no one is watching, me heralding Scott Demore as the best booker of the last two years. Anthem, you broke my fucking heart. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to bring the boys back in. I need time to recover. Because like I said, I just... <sighs> the man had a vision. But the corporate greed took it away. And now I don't give a fuck what happens to TNA. My Some of my favorite wrestlers are still on TNA. And I couldn't bring myself to watch it tonight. Fucking speaks volumes. Fans, if you're real... On your outrage with this Scott Demore shit, don't watch. Don't give them your fucking money. Boys, if you want to get on TNA, come on. God, how do you follow that up? Well, first of all, you get out of my fucking box. Yeah. Hey! Box. There we go. She said. God, that's, now I feel dumber. All right, I'm oh, good oh, Lord. That's better. Right where I belong. Yeah, the depths of hell. That anyway. Stuff. That, that side was too big. That one was too dumb. Now I feel <laughs> that one's too old. You know, Javon, I listened to everything you said, and with a fucking tear in my eye, <laughs> this is the fucking death knell of TNA. Oh. Scott Demore brought that company back to fucking life from the fucking shit. Everyone has praised their women's division as the best in business for two straight years. Their fucking matchmaking, their storytelling, every partnership they tried to pull the most out of, with the exception of AEW, because Tony Khan's a piece of shit. But big piece of shit. But you turn turn this entire ship around on the cusp of being a legit player again for the first time in for fucking ever. And you take the captain of the ship and say, yeah, we're in the middle of the ocean now. You can get the fuck out of here and push them right overboard. I hope TNA fails in the sense that I hope Anthem fails. Not the performers, not the talent. I would never wish that on them because like i said some of the best divisions around but anthem nothing but the absolute <clears throat> drizzling shits of humanity working for that company to do what they did fuck anthem fuck tna now and their new fucking president piece of shit whatever pablo chacon or whatever the fuck his name is i don't even know fuck that guy Go fucking, you're nothing but a memory, a distant memory, just like my beloved Ring of Honor. Oh, damn. Oh, ROH. <laughs> so I really can't add too much more to what you both have said because you pretty much encapsulated a lot of what I would say. The one thing, a couple things I am going to say is that this new guy that they had, they, that basically replaced the more from what I read or something, doesn't have any experience working in wrestling. So, dear God, I hope to God it's not another Jim Hurd situation because we all saw how well that, what how what that led to, um, and stuff. And like you said, you talked talked about all the things that Jordan Grace and everybody else said about Demore, and I mean the fans pretty much echo the sentiments because again, like you said, Demore saved that company because if if it wasn't for him that company wouldn't have survived. I mean, you think back to when it was 
you know, they were doing episodes for Matt Hardy's compound, you know, and Matt Hardy was basically funding the show for a while. Then Billy Corgan was funding the show for a little while and almost was this close to buying the company until I think, I don't know if that's when Anthem came in or I don't know the timeline of that, but just think about all that it went through as low as it was. And you want to talk about a Phoenix rising from the ashes that that was what we saw with the relaunch of TNA. We always talked about how this is the best show that nobody was watching. And that was because of the talent, but they, that was also because of Scott Demore. and just talk about a kick in the nuts because you do all of that and your, your, your reward or your, you know, the result of all the work you put in to get it back to where it was is a pink slip and that fucking sucks. But the thing is, is I don't think Scott Demore is going to be out of work for long because whether it's AEW, WWE, MLW, somebody needs to scoop up that man because if he can do what he did for TNA elsewhere, that's nothing but good. And that's nothing but good for the talent. You know, some of the people that work for TNA that were really close with Demore. I mean, you could think about if he went to the WWE, what Jordan Grace said, Jordan Grace could follow them, you know, him when she, her contract is up. It's just, I don't get it. Like you said, I, I just, it makes zero sense to me. Corporate greed, you know, rears its ugly head again. And it's just, it's a shame because it, it, to come so far and for this to be the result, man, that's just, like I said, just the ultimate kick in the pants. Silver Wolf, what you got for us, baby? Well, I think if you guys go back in the archives of the show, my very, very, very first episode as a guest on this show, I ended that show talking about TNA. I was given the opportunity to speak on the fact that TNA, I felt, was one of the most underrated products on TV, that it had been doing phenomenal television, phenomenal pay-per-views, the booking was tight. The women's division. I had the very first episode. I, I said it was the best women's division in all of wrestling. And that's all Scott Moore. He didn't bring it back to life, man. He gave it life. Yeah. That shit was dead. That is the only thing that I disagree with anything that's been said up to this point. He didn't bring it back to life. It was dead. He gave it life. He birthed impact wrestling into existence with great storytelling with great characters with great booking he never got bigger than what he needed to be he never had aspirations of taking over the world he just wanted to put out a great wrestling product for real wrestling fans which is what we have always wanted to begin with yes we like our pomp and circumstance yes we like big fucking shows and fireworks and music. But when it comes down to it, what's done inside that ring and the stories that are being told is the most important thing. I don't give a fuck what your athletes look like, how big they are, how fast they are, how strong they are, how well they can talk on the mic. If they can't tell a fucking story, and there is nobody there, AEW, that can reel shit in or has any idea what the fuck they're doing. 
you get overproduced WWE. TNA was a throwback, man. It was world class. It was NWA Power Hour Saturdays at 6.05. It was great wrestling. You took a man who not only, and we've been singing his praises for months, if not yep. two years. Yeah. For as long as I've been on the show, we've talked about it. There's always going to be somebody that's going to try to financially benefit off the work of, of somebody else. We see it every day in our daily lives, our work lives, what we do as individuals, the four of us for a living. There's somebody higher up making way fucking more money off the our blood, sweat, and tears. But when you take something that's so beloved, I, I'm not a big Ring of Honor guy. I never have been. I, I watch and because when I for us here in Chicago, it came on at what two o'clock in the fucking morning. I was getting later drinking. I didn't have time to watch <laughs> Ring of Honor for an hour at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, man. But TNA was my ring of honor. So I, I kind of understand now what Joey and uh, Jovan and even Dennis was going through when ring of honor kind of took a nosedive. I get it now. I didn't before, but I do now, especially coming off the high of Jordan grace showing out at the Royal rumble. Yep. I mean, We've had people come in. We've had big surprises in the Royal Rumble. We've had people come back. Can you guys tell me anybody besides Jade Cargill for what she did this year uh, in the in the Rumble? I was very impressed with what she did. Uh, other than Jade Cargill, can you guys name me one person that came back that they were still talking about a week later? She fucking killed it. She he, killed it. Yeah. I, it was just basically Jade and Jordan were the, the stories of that women's rumble. My hope is is Scott Demore gets sent gets gets picked up and ends up getting a ticket to Orlando. Free Shawn Michaels up to come up. Let him work the big shows with H. Give Scott Demore NXT. Give Scott Demore NXT. Give him the facility, the production the weight room, the trainers, and everything. And I'm telling you what, wherever Scott Demore goes, these free agents that are coming up, Jordan Grace and uh, the Lethal Weapon or Walking Weapon and all these other guys that are going to be coming up on the short end of contracts, they're going to go where Scott Demore is at. Yeah. If you get Scott Demore in NXT, NXT is no longer just a learning tool. It is going to be a legit product, just like black and gold was when triple H was running it, when he had it there. I believe in this guy. I truly, truly believe in this guy. What has happened to him is complete bullshit. And in my opinion, it ain't even the worst news that's come out this week in this sport that we love so much, but it is the one that hurt me the most. And I don't get it. I, I, I totally do not get it. You are you are launching from Impact to TNA. You have introduced brand new belts. Your women's champion was on Royal Rumble. And the first thing these money-grubbing fucks decide to do is go, all right, we're going to take your spot. Capitalism's a bitch, man. Yeah. 
I, I only take solace in the fact that in a month from now, TNA and Anthem have to drag their asses into Windsor, Ontario, Canada. And I swear to God, that's an hour and a half drive for me. I will drive to Windsor, Ontario, Canada to be part of the fucking crowd that's chanting Scott Damore. Scott Damore. Fuck you, greedy bastards. Gentlemen, let's try to pump it up. Let's get back to our cheery selves for the remainder of the show. I don't think it's going to be a cheery episode, man. We've got some serious shit to fucking cover tonight. Um, Dennis, you're our ray of sunshine. You got a joke for us today before we head into this damn video? Besides that fucking shirt you're wearing? Oh, oh don't do that. That's not nice. Mark. The only reason why you am proud of it. Doesn't that make you feel good to know that Punk wore his tricep and while he was over there, checking out. I'm proud of it. Tell Cody he gets to go to Mania and wrestle for the title. I'm injured. All right, now we've got later segment on that. Calm down. Yeah. So, so anyways, do y'all hear about the king who was only twelve inches tall? Oh God. No, I did not hear about the king that was twelve inches tall. He wasn't a very good king, but man, he was a great ruler. Every week, every day, <laughs> every fucking day of my week is spent thinking of. When am I just going to help you along your path to meet Jesus? And every time I hear one of these fucking jokes come out of your mouth, I'm about to fucking grab the credit card. No, no luggage, no travel, just what's in my fucking pockets. And I'm just going to jump on a plane, fly on out to Chicago, get a fucking Uber right to your front door and kick you in the fucking dick. <laughs> Turn around, get back in a car, make sure you're wearing go right back code. to the airport. And guess what, baby? I'm home. I'm home in time for moons over my hammy at Denny's. I don't know, man. <laughs> Kick him in the dick. He might end up in the ER. Well, I'll fucking take my same. chances. It's a lot of kicking. That's a lot for of kicking. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Don't encourage him. God. I'm tired, man. I'm sorry. sorry. You don't feed the animals at the zoo. You don't tap the glass at the aquarium. And you do not encourage Dennis. What the hell is wrong with you tonight? Wait, wait, wait. Why are you getting on him? You were the one that told me to tell the joke. 
It's never supposed to be encouraged as a funny joke. That's the whole. I got your back on that one. That oh, you would. That's the whole bit. (laughs) Fight for your bit, damn it. Once I want to laugh, just once. Just give it time, buddy. Once. I want to feel something. Once in my miserable fucking existence. All right, right, here, here, here. in my life. No, you don't get another one. No, no, no. I got no. one for next, next week, week already. No. Though, so. Yeah, right. you write it down so you don't forget it because we're not doing that shit again. Oh, God, yeah. Take two is always, that's never the route it's to go. It's always worse. Yeah, every time yeah. you do it a second time, it's just worse. Mm. It's like a rapist showing back up and seeing you smell the pain. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Talking about a rapist showing up at the scenes, Sean. <laughs> that was that was, that was a hell of a, a segue in the way. I, wait a second. I don't know if you should have called his name out after that phrase. Yeah, that statement uh, you made there. Speaking of rapist, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Whoa. Did you have something you wanted to talk about, Sean, tonight? Well, I don't, I don't know. Did you guys get? Did you guys hear the press release that was released by John Laronitis's lawyer this week about Ashley Mazzaro? We did. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, just let's let's skip the fact that you know Laronitis and Vince McMahon are just just discussing old fucks. That yeah, we'll just leave that alone. The fact that this girl hung herself in 2019 and suffered with depression and PTSD because she was obviously there. I, do we need to say allegedly? No, that I don't think that I'm not. I'm not going. She was she that. was obviously drugged and taken advantage of. She was raped man. she was just raped. And she went to the people who were supposed to be protecting her. And they basically said, no, sell it. I feel like this is a common phrase that we're hearing a lot, especially in the world of WWE. We could even go back to that Dark Side of the Room episode where they talk about the plane ride from hell. How many times did Terry Reynolds get told to no sell it? Two, three, four, all the time. I, for the life of me, I don't understand where corporate greed is more important than the lives and the emotional safety of the people that work for you. That girl never hurt nobody, man. She just wanted to live her dream. She just wanted to wrestle. She just wanted to be a part of something. And what you told her to believe in and that you said, we're your family and all this other shit. And then after she came forward, when she kept quiet for a while and was released, they still denied it. And I'm pretty sure Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have denied it in, in numerous different interviews, but I'm sure they didn't know the truth. I'm sure that was something that was kept between Vince and, and John Cena's future father-in-law at one time. I just, where are we at in a society, man, where we're, we're what, five years away from this girl? Like she... She didn't take pills. She didn't drink herself to death, man. She hung herself. This beautiful, talented woman who was a mother was so broken that she hung herself 
because nobody believed what she was trying to say. It just kind of falls into this whole thing that's going on with Vince. And I know we're going to get into some more of that shit later. It's just, uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot more of these secrets that are going to start coming out because now Laronitis is under the scope and he wants to get the light off of him. And these people that have been so quiet and what's the word when they're involved in it? Complicit. He's just as complicit as Vince, but he's going to start telling all these Vince stories now because he don't want the heat. He don't want the smoke. He just don't. But you deserve it, you shitty piece of human trash. I just, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I just don't. These guys put their bodies on the line to entertain us. The last thing they need to be worrying about is somebody taking advantage of them. Especially overseas on our military bases. They volunteer. They look forward to these trips to support the guys that are overseas that are fighting for our right to do what we're doing right fucking now, which is to speak our mind, make jokes that are inappropriate, do what, you know, say what we want to fucking say without any repercussions. You ain't going to cancel us, man. That's the beauty of the internet. It's undefeated. I just, I'm sure there's more out there. A lot more, and I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg. But I, I just, I don't know, man. That hit, that hit home with me. I just, you know, you waited till she hung herself before you decided to be honest about it. No, he waited until the heat got on him, and he needed to deflect it. Yeah. Point, man. If somebody would have just stood up and said, "Yeah, this happened to her," yeah, he didn't want to say shit till it started becoming an issue. Maybe she would have got some kind of relief, yeah. some peace. Because I'm, you know, the hard thing, the the bad thing is, is yes, it happened to her, but then it kept happening to her because everybody kept saying, "No, no, no, you were fine. It didn't happen." That's fucking being gaslit, dude. That's what they were exactly. doing. No, it didn't happen. Are you sure? Or no, no, I don't think it was the way you're. Come on, dude. That's fucked. I mean, it isn't really a wrestling topic, but it's wrestling involved. And I just, I don't know, man. I just kind of wanted to shine the light on that. I don't. That's a fucking wrestling topic, dude. It was big news that broke. Yeah. That laryngitis, you know, <laughs> it's, coming, it's coming out, dude. Fucking everybody knows Vince always has his, his hands, right? People yeah. do shit that Vince wants. And right now, Vince is coming under the microscope. Everyone's going to start digging into these NDAs. They're going to start digging into people's stories who's cooperating. The big-time allegations are currently out against Vince. And all these stories are going to come out. Ashley Massaro's story came out. You know, thankfully, it did come out. So maybe her family, her daughter, when she, I don't know if she's of age yet to fully understand, but if her daughter, you know, can understand that mom wasn't fucking lying, mom wasn't crazy, this right. shit actually happened, and the trauma that you know resulted from that caused her to not be here anymore, dude. If 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 anything happens out of this coming out, they need to make it right with that family. I know the wrestlers themselves. When she passed, yeah, everybody was donating to the kids' child fund. They were doing what they could to kind of make sure that kid yeah. was fine. 
they need to do more for the kid because not not only did that child had to not be with her mother, but that child also had to live with was my mom really crazy? Yeah. Am I crazy? And that's another thing too. When you call someone, dude, that's just dismissive. Yeah. That's bullshit. I agree, brother. I know it's it's a hard topic, dude. No, I get it. It's a hard fucking topic for anybody that's been gaslit, for anybody that's been told that what you're saying is not what really happened when you know in your mind that it fucking really did happen. It's hard to talk about because all of us, whether we say it or not, we have shit that we live through in our fucking personal lives and our day to days that, you know, maybe there's things that some days you're like, fuck, I don't know how I fucking walked away from this, how I survived this, how do I get, how did I get through this, but you made it. Unfortunately, we're talking about somebody who didn't, and that's what hits home, is because the one thing that would have probably saved her is what you fucking waited all these years to say, and that's yeah. validation that this actually happened to you. And I don't care if it was at the United States um, Air Force Base. I don't care that it was for you know, salute to the troops as a company, your main priority should be focusing on the well-being of your employees, Please. not your relationship with this outside entity. I don't care if it was the fucking U.S. Army. You take care of you and your people. Yep. Because I guarantee you, she's not the first. Unfortunately, she will not be the last. Yep, sure. It happened to her on a U.S. Air Force base. Yeah. Or U.S. Army base. Yeah. yeah, I don't know which one it was, but yeah. It, it will, like you said, it, it, it doesn't matter if it was Air Force or Army base or whatever. is it happened, and it, it's just it's sickening. As you know, I know with you two down there because you both have daughters. Joey K has a daughter. You know, I mean, I have a, a son. It's just these are the kind of things you worry about, like when you have kids and they grow up and they go off into the world to do their own thing. You know, we I I, I something then this is a little bit of a peek behind the curtain for me. That's something that I struggle with on an almost daily basis as a parent. Have I done enough to prepare my my child for the real world when it, when it's time for me to go? I I have gotten days where I am petrified because. I don't know. At the, I don't right now. I don't feel like I have. I mean, my son's only eight. He's going to be nine. So I still got time. But it's something I worry about all the time. I'm sure Ashley's parents were the same way when she was growing up. Have we done enough to prepare our child to go out into the real world and, you know, let her live her dreams or find out, find her way? And I'm sure they probably they did everything they could, you know, and and she had the best of intentions, you know, or the, the brightest of dispositions when she, uh, you know, got the job with the WWE, which I believe was through one of the Diva Search contests, correct? Yes. Okay. And, you know, and just to think, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm living my dream. And just to think that that dream turned into such a nightmare that was so just traumatic for her that it led her down this path that ultimately that she just couldn't deal with anymore and it became too much you know and unfortunately she hung herself because like you said she was beautiful she was talented she you know she could have been something you know it just if things just worked out a little bit differently and you know and unfortunately we'll never know and just 
I, 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 as you guys know, I'm like usually the guy that always tries to look on the bright side of things. And for me to say what I'm about to say should really hit home because there's just nothing good about this because of the fact a daughter lost her mother, you know, you know, parents, parents lost their daughter, you know, family lost a family member, people lost a friend, you know, her, her fans lost, you know, someone that they were cheering for. And it's just, it's just, it's sad. And it's just for people like John Laronitis, Vince McMahon, and anybody else who was involved in the situation. And like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. So, and I'm going to have a little bit more to say, but there, there's a special place in hell for people like those that were involved in this whole thing. And essentially were responsible for the death of Ashley Massaro and, Every single one of them. I hope they get what they deserved. And one and one last thing, I I I I can only I just can only imagine what you know Road Warrior Animal, who was a brother to John Laurinaitis, he's probably he's probably rolling over in his grave just to think that his someone in his family is capable of doing something like that. Yeah, man, it's 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 terrible. It's God, man. It jo- Joey, what do you got, bro? Absolute pieces of human fucking garbage. Yeah. Worthless pieces of shit. You know, look, this is, I, I hate to say this, but it's just another fucking thing on the laundry list of bullshit that's going to keep coming out and going to keep finding out about. Because honestly, it's not going to stop there. We're going to oh, go no, back in time. They're going to pull the McMahon shit apart over years and years. We're going to hear the real fucking WWE side about what happened to Owen. We're going to hear the real WWE side about what happened with fucking Snooka's girlfriend. We're going to have to hear all this bullshit, you know? So I hate to say it, but she's just another fucking number for the laundry list of fucking items. And it's terrible to say that because that's a human being who took her own life because she was assaulted the way she was. It's absolutely fucking terrible. Absolutely fucking terrible. And you know what? Anybody who knew, fuck them. Yeah. And dude, you, you said it right on. For every Ashley Massaro, for every Nancy Argento that we know about, how many do we not know about that's been covered oh up? Oh, my God, man. You talk yeah. about, um, I think it was the re- female referee, Rita Chatterton, I think her name was. Yeah. It's 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 all these people that we will never know who paid got paid off, dude. We know the NDAs were in like the fucking millions, possibly you know fucking twenty millions or whatever. But there's there's been grimy shit going on for so long, and unfortunately, I don't want to say that's the nature of the beast. That's the business because it shouldn't be just accepted that that's the fucking business because it's not, dude. It really should not be the well, business. I'm I'm gonna finish up with this, then whatever. But I, I feel like it's kind of sick and a little bit fucked up that we are getting more pushback and more fucking more commentary and more outrage that Rocky is main eventing mania than we are about the fact that this woman's life was completely fucking ruined. I'm gonna call you I, transition man. That's what I'm gonna call you tonight. Your transition. Hit the gears, gentlemen. Let's shift them, flip them, turn them around. Three card, Monty. We got a finger. One more, one quick thought before we transition to that. 
I you hate being cut off, man. Come on, hurry up. Come on. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Did you read that on a bumper sticker? Nope. That came that came straight from here. Mm, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a line from one of the Spider-Man movies. I'm happy. No, that's that with I... great power comes great responsibility, numb nuts. No, I'm they so say happy that I too. For that. You don't call me numb that's nuts. So... I'll slap that can out of your fucking hand. Go. <laughs> All right, I'm so happy I stopped for that bullshit. Here we go, gentlemen. We're shifting gears. We're flipping them three-card Monty style. <laughs> Going back to the topic that Sean brought up, WrestleMania with the Mark himself up there wearing the Cody Rhodes T-shirt. Um, press conference just happened in Vegas tonight. Oh, Jesus. I don't think it's that big to choke on. Um, no, no, but, no. That's what Dennis was doing. That's what he's doing. Oh, that's what he was doing. Uh, that was okay, his day. Okay, Mr. Moots fan down there in the corner. Hey, man. Like I said, TNA ripped my heart out. Don't go there. Um, fucking Vegas. Side of the Super Bowl. Side of wrestling's kickoff show for WrestleMania. The WWE's kickoff show for WrestleMania. They had a pretty good little group of people there to hear absolutely fucking nothing of note. I mean, maybe, kind of, sort of. I think Triple H came out afterwards and was like, yeah, it's confirmed. Roman versus Cody, but you couldn't tell watching fucking live because everything that was going to shit. I mean, the only thing that I really got from the press conference is fucking Hollywood uh, Rock is back. I love seeing him in fucking peak form, but does that make me want to see him wrestle? Uh, I don't know. Does... Cody actually get this match at WrestleMania? I don't know. The fucking commentators didn't know. Big E, uh, Punk, nobody fucking knew at, the, at that time that that thing ended. It had to be a Triple H announcing it. Oh, yeah, it's Cody and Roman, Mania, main event. W what do you guys think? Who who wants to start us? I'm gonna start. I think there's... I'll go ahead, Joe. So all week, I have done nothing but complain about this. But not for the fucking reasons... That everybody else is complaining. So, this is to all you disgusting, out of shape Cincinnati sweat hogs that are down there fucking cheering their fucking faces that you want Cody. It's his moment. It's his story. Well, let me fucking tell you a couple things. Number one, there is no fucking story to finish. And I have fucking pointed this. And I don't care what Sean says because he's a fucking dusty mark. And I don't give a flying fuck. I'm not going to listen no, to the no, bullshit. Dude, I'm agreeing, with you. I'm, I'm agreeing okay. with you. Okay. Then you agree. All right. Then we're agreeing with me. Because here's I'm the thing. I'm agreeing with you. Here's the thing. God damn. If you, if, you, if you fucking have a story, Cody already finished it. He fucking won the NWA title. Got to hold the same fucking title that his father held. Right? But oh... The WWE title is the one that he never won. Well, guess what? At the time, Dusty was a fucking attraction when he wrestled for the title. Dusty's only full run in the WWE, WWF at the time, was for three years in the fucking mid-card. So if anything, maybe his son can have a fucking match with Virgil and they can fucking come full story and finish that. That's a great story. <laughs> Uh, or, or how about we fucking dig up Sapphire's old bones and wheel her fucking casket down to the fucking ring too? Because that'll finish a fucking story. It's a false fucking narrative. 
given to you by the WWE. So all you piece of shit IWC fucking goofballs with your tinfoil hats and your fucking sweaty tits flopping on your fucking desk in your mom's basement can eat my fucking ass with a side of ranch for all I care. Because you're buying into utter, complete fucking bullshit. Number one. It's fiction. Number two. It's fiction. It's fiction. Number two. If you really feel that Cody's the fucking guy, awesome. He's your favorite wrestler. But let me make this abundantly clear. If anybody really thinks The Rock came in and was like, oh, he's on the board of directors with TKO, so he's just taking over the show. No, that's not the fucking case. Because that's not how this company's structured and not how it's going to work. That's not business either. Because that's the biggest fucking red flag. And I can assure you that Ari Emanuel and all the other fucking board members in the top tier of TKO would not allow somebody to just walk in and take the fuck over. So you're a fucking asshole Mark who doesn't even understand business 101. Number three on my list of fucking grievances to you pieces of fucking shit. Number three is The Rock is the bigger attraction. I hate to break everybody's fucking Cody loving Homelander hearts, but it's the fucking truth. The Rock is fucking money. He is fuck. He prints money. Oh, he ruined the DCEU. Guess what? The DCEU was fucking garbage for years before yep. he got there. And that it's fucking still worthless now. Oh, your precious The Batman and Joker. Good fucking luck. Because they're not even part of the actual fucking DCEU. So yeah, praise them all you fucking want. The Rock is money. He's big business. He's a big attraction. And along with that point, this is a business of telling stories. The greatest things in professional wrestling, and we can all sit here and fucking tell you about our favorite wrestling stories and angles and all this shit. We can talk like we have been about the fucking Iron Claw and this amazing feuds and the way they built stories between the fucking Von Erics and the Freebirds. And we can talk about, you know, the fucking the stories, wild stories of the horsemen. And we can talk about fucking, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Austin 316 and the birth of that and the whole fucking attitude there. We can tell you all these great stories and pinpoint specific things. This business is built on telling stories. And you have in your hand one of the biggest stars in the world. I'm not talking professional wrestling. I'm talking the fucking world. Globally. Globally. Why would you not have him at your biggest event of all fucking time and be a part of it? Oh, because, because Cody, Cody deserves it. Cody doesn't deserve shit. It's all made up. It's all fake. And where I'm going with this is point number four. If you feel the fucking need to send death threats to a 20 something year old young woman who, by the way, let me be very fucking clear. Never wanted to tread on her father's name or success. Ever. Ever. She has a completely different character. She has a completely different everything. From the name, the character, what she was involved with in NXT, what she's doing there now. Everything is completely different. For you to send this girl, that, and I call her a girl because... 
she's young enough to be my fucking daughter. I look at it and go, what kind of pieces of fucking garbage are you? That you're so fucking entitled and so team Cody. And I want this because this is what story you're so bought into some fake narrative bullshit that you're going to send a real fucking piece of shit threat to a 20 something year old girl who's just trying to fucking make it in a business that let's be fucking quite clear from what we just spoke on for the last 20 fucking minutes is not very kind to women. Boom. Not very fucking good to be a female and work your way up in that business, whether you fucking love it or have a passion for it or anything. What kind of fucking human garbage are you to send that girl death threats when she's just trying to fucking make a living? She's just trying to do what she loves. And she has to delete her social media. Why? Because you're, oh, Cody, we want Cody. Hashtag we want Cody. And then we fast forward to tonight. And we all saw it. Everybody got to see. And I don't think there's a lot of clarity because they don't want a lot of clarity on what's really going to happen. Because the entire fucking universe right now is so focused on, wow, WWE is making some fucking noise. Ironically enough, they have their best fucking event and story build of the past 30 fucking years happening at the same time as their CEO and fucking founder has come out and former owner has come out as being the absolute piece of human garbage that we all fucking knew he was. That's another thing. Surprise, surprise. Don't go on fucking X and don't go on Facebook and act fucking surprised when you hear more stories about McMahon and Laurinaitis and their bullshit. Cause everybody's been tolerating that dog shit for years. Everybody's known about it. It's a joke and a wink and Oh yeah. Vince McMahon, the billionaire can buy his way out of anything. And now you want to fucking sit there and pout and cry because he really fucking bought his way out of shit. Like, we all knew it. We all joked about it. Everybody's fucking complicit about it. Myself on down. And I don't give a flying fuck. You know, I'll take that. I own that. Yeah, we all knew. We don't, obviously, guys like us, we don't have the fucking power to say or do anything. But you, you fucking knew. We all knew. But the people that did have power to do anything didn't. So, it's ironic to me that they're having their best fucking storytelling in 30 plus years. They're probably going to have their biggest paying event of all fucking time in 54 days from today yeah it's gonna be fucking epic it's gonna be massive they're gonna do huge box office numbers the ambiguity of this entire storyline is what makes it great and maybe i'm just the guy who enjoys good stories in wrestling I might not enjoy your fucking flips and your spins and all your bullshit that you have to see on AEW and watching guys nearly fucking kill themselves on a weekly basis to go, oh, this is the best thing ever in wrestling. Yay. I don't fucking care about that. You're giving me quality storytelling. You're giving me years of buildup, years of buildup in the bloodline feud. You're giving me two years of buildup in this Cody fucking fake narrative story bullshit. Oh, and then we're going to fucking sprinkle in, honestly, the best performer of the last fucking five years of Seth Rollins, just also part of this. Also part of it. And and, and people are going to complain because Cody deserves to main event. Well, oh, by the way, if you're so far into your fake fucking rules, yes, Cody does get to pick who he fucking wrestles at WrestleMania. Cody does get to choose a title. So when you so five days ago, when you're sending death threats to another man's fucking daughter, um, 
pay attention to the fake arbitrary rules that they make up and they throw in there for the Royal Rumble. You get to pick any fucking person you want. You get to pick any champion you want to main event WrestleMania. So, yeah, honestly, Cody and Seth, like I said, was the better match. Because Cody and Roman, I really don't see it as a great match. Perfectly honest with you, it wasn't a great match at WrestleMania last year. And it won't be this year if it's just a straight one-on-one match. Like everybody won it. Cody won the Rumble. Cody goes on. He faces Roman. It'll be a dog shit match. Now it actually has some life and it's a little bit better due to the rock being involved. And you're going to fucking sit there and tell me, oh, he's doing the same fucking gimmicks he was 25 years ago. Oh, the rock, he still got the same toilet humor he has 20 years ago. Oh, it's so gross. Well, I don't know, but I watched this fucking press conference deal tonight and you got to see the fucking heel rock come back for a little limited appearance. But not the same fucking cheesy heel rock from 1999. I'm talking about the fucking heel rock of like, oh shit, that's a fucking large, giant-sized, strong-as-fuck human being who looks very fucking angry and intimidating out there talking about like, yeah, I might have a problem with him, but you're talking about my fucking family, dog. You're going to tell me that's not fucking money? If that's not money to you, you don't deserve to watch pro wrestling. You don't deserve to fucking have a TV in your house. Cancel your fucking internet. Cancel cable. Stop paying them because you need to go fucking throw yourself down a well somewhere in the middle of fucking Arkansas and just fucking live out your remaining days down there. You ugly, stupid sacks of neck bearded shit. <laughs> God, how'd you really feel? I'm just not a fan of people who fucking cry and send out death threats when they don't get their way in a fucking pro wrestling angle. You worthless fucking lumps. Get a fucking life. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is going to set them all off. It's fake. You know what? God damn it. Guess what? Guess what? Kayfabe died 20 plus years ago. It is fucking fake. The only people who get upset about the F word nowadays are the fucking old timers from the fucking NWA. And oh, back in my day, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Just wheel yourself down in your fucking wheelchair, dog, and calm the fuck down, okay? Because you ain't got no fucking legs left, Lieutenant Dan. So shut the fuck up. It's still <laughs> fake. It's just what we're using now. <laughs> Jesus That's great. fucking Christ. Kevin Sullivan did it. Who's next? Oh God! Woo! Kevin Sullivan I, reference, dude. I here's my thing. I uh, I think it's just a bunch of misinformation. I, I Triple H is going to keep pulling fucking strings the way he's been doing. I is it going to be Cody and Seth? Is it going to, you know, they was reported in, uh, today that Seth is working with a torn meniscus and a, a torn ACL. So I mean, if he even makes it to Mania. You know he was doing a he was doing a promo Monday night in full Seth you know glamour gear with a fucking brace on over his dress pants, man. So I mean it's a legitimate injury. I don't. Yeah, I I think with the with the situation with Vincent Brock and Brock being not available now, and then you got Punk being hurt, so he's out. Yeah. Seth is walking one wheel, you know, without a wheel. Yeah, I, the road to WrestleMania it was a lot clearer a month ago. Okay, so we have a situation here now where, dude, I mean, anybody that don't 
any t- the last two times Brock has showed up, he showed up unannounced. <coughs> yeah. I don't care where you are or where you're sitting, how far away from your TV you are, if it's in four fucking K or if you're still turning fucking knobs. If you can't feel what happens when his music hits and he walks through that fucking curtain, then you're not being fucking honest. And then you add into the fact that now you have motherfuckers on Monday Night Raw chanting Rocky sucks. Cody has not wrestled or been involved in anything with the bloodline for fucking months. Months. There is no story right now at this point. There's just not. And I, and you guys can call me a fucking jackass if you want. I really don't give a fuck. I'm telling you right now, CM Punk was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. He was supposed to go on to Mania to wrestle Seth Rollins. That is a fucking fact. He got injured. They had to call an audible. Cody's the winner. Now what the fuck do we do? Period. I don't disagree. If CM Punk don't get injured, this is if CM Punk doesn't tear his tricep on a botched fucking DDT by dumb fuck from Scotland. CM Punk is in the first night's main events against Seth Rollins for the world title. I forgot in to ask story. you, John. What's your Period. shirt size? XL. Oh, yeah. You got a shirt coming, buddy. I'm down a hole. Dude, you send me that shirt. <laughs> I will fucking choke you with it. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, you fucker. I do, too. That's I just, why I, I wanted to happen. I, that, that whole... And don't get me wrong, dude. <laughs> Is Cody a top star in WWE? Yes. Does that have anything to do with this fucking story? No. He has been working his ass off. He has been doing solid matches. He is carrying his way. He's doing what he's supposed to do. But is he supposed to be in this position at Mania this year? No. That's why they were going with Pac at the Royal Rumble. It's not money. It is not money. Cody is not money this year. Last year he was. Everybody on the screen was buying into it. We all, I remember that the first show after Mania, we all sat and talked about how pissed off we were about the way it went. Because Triple H said the story's not over. Well, it is now. Yeah. It might not have been your intention, but that's that's what's going on. You brought back Punk. Punk is a bigger star. Punk got injured. Plan B. The problem is, is they didn't have plan B worked out because they called that audible on the fly. And fucking plan C didn't sound better every time. And you know what the thing about plan B is? Let me say this. Cody's a bigger star today than he was when he won the Royal Rumble a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Cody's yeah. Cody. Cody has more shine on him since the fucking Rock came back than yeah. anything. Do, did Cody have hashtags before the past week? Did Cody? No. Cody has his diehards, and I know, and I see them on fucking social media, and they fuck no, they'll, they'll they'll fucking you know blow a camel. 
if Cody will win the fucking world heavyweight title and they'll be excited about it. And they don't give a fuck. And that's fine. And that's great. And do do your fucking thing. But the rock just got Cody over more than anybody else. Dare I even say his own fucking father. Boom. And that's saying something. That that stings a little, but you're you're hundred (laughs) percent accurate. You are. I'm not happy saying it. I'm not happy saying it. But from right. a business yeah. standpoint, who is not tuning in to go, what the fuck's going on with WrestleMania now? Yeah. Right. You have Cody involved a- in the main event portion of WrestleMania over more than he could at or more than when he fucking left WWE, more than when he showed up in New Japan, more than when he fucking helped start AEW, more than when he came back to WWE a surprise yeah. two years ago at Mania, and more than when he was in the main event last year against Roman Reigns. Yeah. He is fucking white hot. Thanks, Dwayne. Appreciate it, bud. And I'm yeah. not sitting here trying to blow the rock over it either. You know, <laughs> but the guy, the guy knows fucking business. He's a guy, and you can't deny it. He's he's somebody who knows how to get people over. That fucking segment tonight, Cody is fucking beyond the fucking moon. He's somewhere out by Jupiter. He's so fucking rocketed into space right now. Yeah. And you still, sympathetic everybody, everybody wants to still you know? see Roman get beat, whether it's by The Rock or Cody. And now you have options again. Now you have fucking options again. The guy just destroyed three people at the Royal Rumble. Three of your top fucking stars in the Royal Rumble. Roman went through in a waste of a match that I said it was a waste of a match that night. Yeah. Just to burn out three of your top stars. And now guess what? The Rock comes back and now you got two fucking great options. Excuse me. Three great options because now Seth is involved with this shit. Yeah. Come on. Come the fuck on. And if you guys... And it, yeah, if it goes Cody Roman, I, if Cody and Roman, I, and I said this weeks ago, if Cody and Roman go head to head at Mania, the reason why Cody wins the belt is going to have something to do with DJ. Yeah, something's going to happen with it. the Rock is going to put him on his shoulders and lift him up, and he's going to win that belt because of DJ. It's so I was the only this, way the story works. I did it. I did it for Cody. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> Dude, I had this discussion when I found out that they made the We Want Cody signs. The WWE made them in Raw. They were handing them out. Yes, there was fan-made signs for We Want Cody, but they were actually handing out their own We Want Cody signs as well. Yeah. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and I said, look, they've just made themselves another fucking Daniel Bryan. Yep. But this time they made themselves yep. a Daniel Bryan that they're willing to actually fucking put the house on. Uh, they reluctantly yeah. gave Daniel Bryan the title because that's what yeah. we wanted. This time they fucking fooled us into thinking Cody winning is what we wanted. So when it happens, if it happens, we get to feel good inside because we've dictated what happens. They listen to us. They really do care. Oh, I'm so validated in watching 50 hours of wrestling every fucking week, only knowing there's only three shows on that are worth maybe watching because <laughs> they really listen to me. I feel like the guy who goes to spring training and tells the Rangers that they should keep the off name kid from Cuba because he's got a hell of a bat, but no arm. They listen to me. No, you fucking marks. Like I said earlier, I hate feeling like I'm a fucking mark. 
That's what WWE did. They sold you shit. And, and Triple said, H hey. is standing back there going, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And that's what and this <laughs> is a great example of what happens when fucking you have real creative people coming up with a good show and a good story instead of everything being written for the entertainment of one single individual. This is yeah. what you get. They are yeah. fucking They're trending. Yeah. Dude, you think AEW is in trouble? All week. All Dude, week. WWE has been trending every single day with this. It is top news. ESPN, major news outlets are covering this Fightful. fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. Holy shit. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, The Rock so, raises the level to... You know, it gives it credibility, dude. It's 100%. that whole other take. Hundred percent. And Cody gets the rub. Roman gets the rub. Seth got the rub tonight, being involved in it. Yeah. Everybody on that fucking card at WrestleMania forty will get that fucking rub and get that fucking paycheck from it. Yeah. And everybody so, on that card is going to make more money than the last five. Hundred percent per match. Hundred yeah. fucking percent. What you got, Dennis? DDJ, give us your comments, stupid or otherwise. Let's go. Oh, shut up. Um, But I I really liked a lot of what you had to say because while I don't agree with everything, y'all, you you spoke to what you believed in and, you know, reason why I respect it. Like, I don't agree with a lot of what Joey K had to say, but I also agree with a lot of what he had to say. First off, the, the stuff with the rock's daughter yeah you, you, you're 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 a horrible person if you're sending out death threats to someone who really has nothing to do with this like you said she's trying to make her own identity she's not trying to no she's not going by Simone Johnson she's going by Ava she's been doing a really good job in NXT especially with this general manager role and the fact that she got the rub from William Regal who's probably one of the greatest general manager characters of all time good for her i'm really starting to like her in this role and stuff but that that's just wrong i mean again like you said knuckle draggers whatever and and it's horrible because that kind of stuff isn't that what it what led to the suicide of hanakamura was something of that similar nature that wasn't wrestling fans with hanakamura hanakamura was reality tv fans which are more toxic than us if you believe it or not but still but the trash, same concept trash people. online bullying let someone, you know. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I would just take an yeah, shot I get, I get reality, I, I get reality what you're TV saying. fans suck ass. I get what you're saying. Trying to, trying to get in there for Hana. And stuff. So I also agree with Joey K when he said The Rock is the bigger attraction. I, I, I like I said, you, got, you all know, obviously, I'm advertising. I'm a Cody guy. I've been a Cody guy for a long time. I was there when he won the NWA title. I'm going to admit I cried when he won the NWA title because that was such an amazing story and an amazing conclusion to that story. You can you, ask you cried uh, when the Mighty Ducks won. Come on. Yeah, that was a great Quack. story, too. Quack. 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 And you can ask uh, our friend Patrick. He was standing right next to me when that happened. Y'all leave Bombay out of this, you bastards. Go ahead, Dennis. But, but it was it was a great story. I, you know, like I said, I agree with the fact that the Rock's hey, attraction. The... 
Hey, were you standing beside DDJ when Cody won the NWA world title? This is Patrick. I don't speak a lot, but I was right next to him when he won the NWA title. You went and got a beer. Yeah. You're not sure he was even there. Yeah. Okay. Last thing I checked, I was by myself. Well, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. All right. He got a shirt, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. He has at least three shirts from that event and five photos. At least three. Okay. okay. All right, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate you. I'm sure. I'm sure he blew Coke Cabana. Pat said he was there, bro. He doesn't know where you were at, but he said he was there. <laughs> I just fucking. St- <laughs> Well, know, I sat there. I, I I sat there and I was I tried to be better about and stuff. I sat there and I listened to all three of y'all. I did not interject. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Go. I'm sorry. Go. 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 As I was trying to say, like, said, well, I that's agree. the hour, ladies and gentlemen. We sure do hope that you enjoy <laughs> wow. us. Stop it. Let the man finish. Ah. Oh, don't leave. <laughs> I had to. That was a good pop. Come on, he's coming back. He's, he's coming up. back. Hey, did I bring Sean? Final. Did yeah. I bring Sean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Finish yeah. Was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Dennis, Ooh. rock and roll with the rest of your thought. Take Tell us home. Come on. Back. I'm trying to. Come on, bud. So quit fucking around. Shut. You know what? Consider yourself muted. Wow. But anyways. As I was trying to say, I agree with a lot of what Joey K had to say. I disagree with some of it as well, too. And one of the things I'm going to talk about is the whole the thing with Dusty Rhodes. Bitch, you muted me, too? What? Did you no, I didn't me? mute you. No, oh, I, I muted mute you. Go ahead. Come on, you, dude. Come on. Time shit. is money. Money is pizza. Pizza is power. Let's go. Hey, I had pizza. Dusty pizza, Rhodes, so go. So, nah, we don't care about that. Dusty Rhodes. God damn it. Anyways, I was uh, the whole thing with Dusty Rhodes. If I'm not mistaken, when he challenged Billy Graham for the title at Madison Square Garden, he had the title in his hands and it was taken away from him. I think there is a story there because Cody wants to get the one title Dusty couldn't get, regardless of when he was there. He challenged for it; he could not get it. I mean, as a, as someone who you know, his dad has always wanted him to do more and succeed more, you know, do more than what he did. I mean. I'm sure Dusty would have wanted that for Cody, you know, like get that one title he couldn't get. I think there is a story there. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was as invested as it, in it as I was. Because, again, I like the story. I like I am Cody guy. Like I said, but going back, though, Rock versus Roman, best for business. Because absolutely would have made the most money. It would have generated, you know, the most interest, things like that. I think it was just a case of bad timing and just everything. But with what happened at the press conference tonight, absolutely amazing because we it, it's been announced that it's going to be Cody versus Roman. I don't think that's what we're going to get. We're going to get something a little bit different. You know, who plays into it, whether it's, you know, Seth, The Rock, both, whatever. You know, it, it's interesting. It's But the thing is, it's got people talking. It's got people interested. It's going to have people tune in tomorrow to, on SmackDown. It's going to have people tune in on Raw and leading up to Elimination Chamber coming up in a couple of weeks. And ultimately, that is the goal that, you know, the WWE puts out there every time they put on a show. How do we get people to watch the next show? And as we go into this uh, era, 
where Raw is going to be moving to Netflix and SmackDown is going to be moving to USA, you're going to see a lot more changes and things happening as, you know, these new avenues in which we're going to be able to watch our programs become a reality. And it's just, it's in the end, that we, we all hope the fans win and stuff. It's going to give us something to talk about. It's going to give us a reason to keep doing this show. I was really looking forward to talking tonight because, again, this was very similar to the chats we've been having in our, you know, our show chat, group chat, whatever, and stuff, you know, but especially with this press conference, because I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can't wait for this to, you know, us to talk about this because there was so much interesting. And, and also, too, with what happened at the end, as, you know, The Rock and Roman are leaving together. And The Rock is like saying, you know, no, you, like you said, you, he was getting pissed that they were talking shit about his family and everything. And it was just interesting because we're all thinking it's just going to be The Rock versus Roman straight up. But to me, it kind of le- left me with an wondering, are these two going to actually be working together? I mean, there's so much that we don't know. And that's one thing that I said that I love about pro wrestling. I love it more for what I don't know versus what I know because what I don't know is the stuff that feel a lot What's that? You're 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 an asshole. I know that for sure. Is DDJ there, please? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Hold on. American Dream. Hang on. I want I want to say this too to that fucking piece of shit, neck bearded fuck that's working on his type two diabetes caused by eating too many stickers bar while he's rubbing that sad excuse for abomination for a fucking dick with some old rabbit fur in his mom's basement. Guess what? Dusty would have booked this shit too. So go fuck yourself. DDJ there, please. <laughs> Joe, Joe, big Joe. dust, big dust, the American dream. More of a nemesis, I would say. Yes, would you tell him, please, that Cody will never, ever be as good as me? But keep buying the shirts, Daddy. Just keep buying them shirts, baby. He's doing a show. What show is he doing? Shooting shit. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> Legends of the Ring Sting, man. It's a great figure. Old school figure. Looks great. It's Sting! Old school Sting from WCW. Guys, you know us. Three-fourths of the shooting shit team. And we're here with a listener just like you guys. This is Jimmy from Super Powers my friend of 20, almost 20 years. If you know people in Chicago, you probably know Dennis because he knows half the town, of course. But shooters, if you need action figures, comics, wrestling memorabilia, we just showed you Sting. Superpowers comics, 
We'll put up their QR code so you can get a good look at everything they have coming. Give it a shot, shooters. Get your superpowers on and get your comments from our friend Jimmy who listens just like you. Attention wrestling fans and fans of Shootin' Shit Podcasts. You can now be one of the cool kids by going to ProWrestlingTees.com and buy the official Shootin' Shit t-shirt. Buy it now and be there at ringside. Be sure to check us out on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-G-S-H-T. Find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash groups slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. Check us out on TikTok at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-I-T. And you can buy your official shooting shit shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. And thanks for watching.